Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Okay, this is part four of the Greg McAfee Show. We're continuing in the uh, business boot camp revival, and uh, we're um, we've we've talked about the LAP method. This is the method that I teach, and uh, we talked about learn in um, session three, and now we're moving on to the A of LAP, which stands for act, and <clears throat> act is. Um, part of ACT is uh, developing a, a business plan. Uh, you've got to know where you're going. You've got to develop a business plan. Uh, there are many books and websites on how to develop a business plan, but my advice is to keep it as simple as possible. It's, uh, it's a plan. It's You lay out a roadmap of where you want to go, and you decide, um, you know, at the beginning you decide, what do, you, what do you want this thing to look like? Um, for my beginning, it was just, what did I want it to look like? I wanted it to get off the ground and uh, actually have a uh, business that I could manage. But um, once you get going a little bit, because it's really hard to, uh, unless you've got a lot of capital to begin with, it's really hard to um, set out too big of a business plan. So from day one, your plan is to, let's pretend. Your plan is to hire a few people. Your plan is to have a few trucks um, over the next few years. Is that fair? If you're uh, a 10-man company and and you're doing a million in sales or so, you know your plan is to um, hire three more people this year and um, purchase a few more trucks. Um, maybe put on a salesperson. Who knows? But you got to have a business plan. You got to write it out. Um, it, like I said, it doesn't have to be long. It can be very, it can be very simple. It could be, um, you know, three to five pages tops and you need to design a budget. Um, like I said, my sister-in-law, um, was a uh, bookkeeper and she got me going from day one as far as finances go. So we had a monthly statement every, every month we had a monthly statement showing, um, what our, uh, sales revenue was what our gross profit was, um, what our um, cost of goods, uh, net profit. Um, we've designed we designed a budget uh, from what wh- what we wanted to uh, spend, what we wanted to do in revenue. So it's again, it's just another roadmap to design a budget. Uh, if you're, if you have a personal budget, it's hopefully it's just a few more zeros. You need to figure your profit margins. What do you want your margins to be? If I've not mentioned this before in our industry of HVAC, I've always been told for years that you needed to be above 50% gross profit margins. And as far as uh, net profit goes, you know, I, I believe you should be in the double digits as much as possible. 
Some years you're going to you know, be able to do that. Some years you won't, pending really pending the weather, pending the uh, COVID-19, China virus, pending a lot of different things that, that goes on in a, in a year's time, um, election year, uh, recessions, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, basically you want to figure your, your uh, profit margins and, you know, let, let's stop right there and go back. Uh, I think I told you that we had, uh, in, in, in somewhere in the first couple years, I sent out a letter and I said, um, I'd like to meet, it, it sent out a letter to business owners in HVAC outside of our territory. I'd like to meet with you. I'd like to buy you lunch. I have a few questions. I'll give you $100 for your time. Now, back then, I mean, that's 30, almost 30 years ago. So, you know, it could be $200 for your time today. I don't know. But that's where you kind of find things out a little bit. Um, you know, make sure it's within a, you know, 60, 60 to 70 mile radius. So it, it's at least in your state. And you can ask a lot of different questions like this. And uh, people will tell you what theirs are. They're, it's no secret. Uh, they're not going to tell you maybe exactly what they make or anything like that. But they'll give you some profit margins as far as percentages go. Find out your break even. Where, where's your break-even point? And like I said, produce a financial statement. That's one thing when I, when I coach businesses who do not have a financial statement or they have one, they just never look at it. Um, maybe it's produced automatically on QuickBooks, but it's not produced properly, and they don't even understand how to look at it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't understand how to look at it either. Uh, when I wrote my f first book, you know, I had someone I had someone say uh, in the uh, review, one of the reviews, it said it's a very simple book. It's too it's too simple for me. Um, Greg's basically an idiot. He doesn't know anything about business. <laughs> I had to laugh. Um, so yeah, I you know it is it is a very I'm a simple person. I'm a furnace man. So some of this stuff is simple. Maybe too simple for a deep business mindset, um, but that doesn't mean it's easy to implement. There's nothing easy about what we do and how we do things. So, yeah, it could be. It might be too simple for some people. My my writing, um, but but that's okay. For the most part, if you're in heating and air conditioning business, you will read my books and you will get something out of it. That's for sure. Uh, you need to create a dashboard, or or some people call it a snapshot. Uh, our our dashboard has uh, some very simple, some very simple um, numbers on it as far as measurements, metrics. Our our dashboards, you know, it has um, like uh, how many sales were made for the month, what was the average sale price, what's what's our gross profit margins, what's our net profit margins. Um, how many comfort family members do we have right now? That those are preventative maintenance agreements that we have. We call them our comfort family. Um, so it's just a handful of metrics that I'd like to see either on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. And it's called a dashboard or a snapshot. Um, the last one here is just as important as the others. Then it says plan team meetings. Probably one of the things 
that a lot of heating and air conditioning business owners or or plumbers or electricians or landscapers, lawn care, whatever it is, they lack meeting with their team. They lack having regular meetings with their team. Um, when I get the question, well, no, I don't have meetings, but what should I talk about in a meeting? That, that can be a little challenging because it's your company. You should know what to talk about in a meeting. You should know what everybody needs to know. You should know what everyone um, needs to find out. You should know how you should go over. You could even start in this simple form. This is what I have my leadership team do every Monday morning. We have a meeting every Monday morning. It's called the Monday morning meeting. Very simple. And we go over highs, lows, and opportunities. So the highs of the week, the lows of the week, and the opportunity. And that can be, that can be done in a company meeting setting. I can go over the highs, the lows, and all the opportunities we have. And that's a meeting. And that's anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes worth of talk from me. So you got to have, you got to plan team meetings. You've got to make them happen. Um, if you're not real good at it, make sure someone in your company is, that they can plan the meeting. Maybe they can do most of the talking and you can get up and go over a few things. But as a company owner, you should be able to to stand up in front of your company and talk for 60 minutes. If you can't, I will challenge you in that area. You need to be able to do that. And then and in order to act, so this is how to survive and thrive on the LAP method, L-A-P-P. A is for act. You've got to be able to advertise. And and like I said in in, in section two or three, that at the beginning, you're not going to have many funds to advertise with, but the funds will come as you grow and you can start off. I gave, I gave some simple ideas of free advertising. That's uh, social media, that's texting, that's calling, that's knocking on doors, that's still going into places, all kinds of different ways to free advertise, hang something on a bulletin board in a grocery store, all that kind of stuff. But you've got to advertise. If you don't get your name out there, no one's going to know who you are. Um, and and you probably you can't see this. This is a this is a dashboard snapshot. Basically, it um, it has it has charts. I like I like to be able to see. Um, I like to be able to see where we're at year to year. Um, you got gross revenue. You got gross profit. You got net profit. This happened to be 2018, 2019. And it goes over even our, our sales discounts, administration expense, gross profit, net profit. This is part of our dashboard snapshot. Like I said, this is our comfort family. This is our comfort family page. It has how many we have, how many did we lose that month, how many did we gain that month, and then a whole list of are we up or down in purchases, labor, um, advertising, and utilities? And I don't know. I like this chart. If you can see it, it follows the same pattern almost year after year uh, because our, our budget, 
and our weather seems to flow uh, in the same pattern. Year after year, give a t- give or take a little bit. Sometimes our busy times in, it might be in June, other times it's in May, or it might be in July, but give or take, the pattern follows uh, a very similar pattern. How to survive and thrive, and the first P in the LAP method is produce. So in, when you produce, you, you basically create work. And your job as a business owner is to create work for your team. I'm a work producer. I create jobs. My job is to create jobs. Your job should be to create jobs. If you're growing your business, if you're concerned about growing your business, if you're advertising, marketing, and branding, your business will grow. It's your job, whether you're doing the marketing and advertising or not, it's your job to make sure someone is. It's your job to make sure that you're on the up and, and not the not the flat plateau or, or not down. So your job is to grow your business. And we create work by many, many ways. We create work by many uh, word of mouth. Uh, but as a business owner, you need to get out and join some clubs. You need to get out and join maybe an optimist club or a BNI networking group or another kind of networking group. But your job is to get out and create work. And much of the business at McAfee, um, not, not, not as much anymore, but much of the business comes from people that know me or I know them and, and they know of me or they've seen me speak somewhere. I go, I go to different groups all the time and I speak, tell my story, tell a little bit about my business, and that creates that creates service calls, that creates an air duct cleaning, that creates an install, and I, I, I have to be the face, um, or I want to be, the, I mean, I, right now I want to be the face, even this face. Uh, I want to be the face. I want to be out in front of uh, people. I want to be in front of people. I want to be, you know, um, in the public uh, view, and uh, I want them to hear my story. I want them to see what we do in the community. I tell about the, uh, the foundation we have for children and, I, and, and the money we raise for children and all this kind of stuff. So um, that's, that's creating work right there. Uh, to produce, you, you, part of producing is building strong teams. So not only do I want to be out front meeting people, uh, I want to be in front of my team as much as I can. I want to be speaking to them, talking to them, seeing what they need. What can we do better? How can we improve? Those are the types of questions I constantly ask when I'm in front of my team, whether it's a group of whether it's a group of 10 or the whole entire team or whether it's two. Sometimes I'll just bring in a couple helpers, like installation helpers at a time, and I'll just sit with them for 30 minutes and talk and I'll just ask them, "How's the job going? What can we do better?" Um, from your view, what what could we do differently that would make your job better? So it's your job as a business owner to build a strong team. It do, it does not come natural. It really doesn't. That that's just something you don't just hire some people and provide work and automatically have strong teams. That's not how it works, folks. And you've got to implement a price structure. Again, there's many people that can help you with this. There's many people, if you say, Greg, I don't know accounting, I don't know how, I don't even know what I should be marking up my goods 
and services, there's many people that can help you with that. Um, again, we have a board of advisors and a lot of them are a lot smarter than me. And if I really needed help, someone would dig into that. If I needed help in a certain area, they will dig into that and help me in that certain area. But you say, Greg, I don't have a comfort. I don't have a, I don't have a board of advisors. Well, you have, there are, if you go to the chamber of commerce, there are actually retired executives that can also help small businesses. But you've got to go out there and look. You've got different cities have Chamber of Commerces. Go to all of them and see what kind of resource they have for that area. But you need to implement a pricing structure regardless. You need to know what what a part should cost completely installed and about how long does it take. Uh, we're, we are on flat rate pricing. It just works well for us. That... that uh, the old way, hourly rate, you know, plus cost, it's, that's, that's old school anymore. Uh, to me, it is. We've been doing flat rate for many years, and uh, we've got a good solid pricing structure in our service department. Flat rate, we've got a good solid uh, pricing structure in our installation department and also in our air duct cleaning department. So everything we do is flat rate. This is what we charge. You've got 20 registers and four returns. It's this price in, you know, completed. And, and that's just how we do things. It's just a lot more efficient, but you got to stay on top of that and make sure it's profitable. Or you need to stay on top of that and make sure you're not uh, pricing things too high. So very important to stay on top of that either way. You have to improve your sales ratio. Now, folks, I can stay on this one for a while. Matter of fact, I will. Because if you're in business, if you're in business, nothing happens until someone sells something. Nothing happens until someone sells something. So improving your sales closing ratio is very important. I've coached I've coached teams that are almost as big as we are, but the owner has not taken the time to know exactly what the closing ratio of all the leads that come in actually is. They they don't know. I, I I'll say how's how's your um, you know salesperson doing, and I get sorry. I get answers like, oh, he's doing fine. He's a great salesperson. Oh, that's good. What does he sell? How much does he close per month? What's his closing ratio per week? Can't answer that. I just know he's a good salesperson. Loves people. People love him. Good. But but if he's running 10 calls and he's only closing four or five, is that a great salesperson? Actually, we don't really hire salespeople. We hire closers. There's a couple of my uh, friends in the industry will tell you the same thing. They don't hire salespeople. You see, in my company, we do enough to make our phone ring. I don't need to hire someone to go out and generate work. My my work is there. The work is there. The work Customers call in, I need a service call. I need an estimate. 
I need this done. I need that done. So all I need is someone, either either a customer service representative on the phone to like close. Uh, if they want an air duct cleaning estimate, we can close them right there. Or if they want a service call, we can close them right there and get it scheduled. Or when our when our comfort advisors go out and they give an estimate to someone who had called in and said, I need a new heating and air conditioning system. They go out and their job is to close. Their job is to close at the time of the call. Does that happen all the time? No, but it happens a very large percentage of the time because we're asking for the sale. So you have to ask for the sale. In other words, our price, Mr. Homeowner, our price is $9,000 for this system. When would you like to have this installed? And you have to ask for the sale. If you don't ask for the sale, you're going to be very disappointed. And you're going to walk around closing 40 to 50%. And that's just not enough because you're leaving 50 to 60% on the table for your competitor to come in and close. And we don't want that. The, the average closing ratio at McAfee is right around 80%. I just had a sales meeting this morning and we went over closing ratios for the whole month of October and for the last two weeks. And the whole month of October was 86% closing. The last, actually the last week was 84%. So 1.4, 1.6 out of 10, that's pretty darn good because I say, we're not going to close them all. If you want to, if we can walk from one or two, we're we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do because not every job's for us, and th- and that's a whole nother class. But your job is to improve sales closing ratio. Your job. If you're not good at sales or you're not good at leading a sales department, then you need to find someone who is, because without a sale, nothing happens. Without a sale, you'll go out of business pretty fast. And I'm a firm believer in offering service plans. Like I said, ours is the comfort family plan. We have basically, we we used to have three silver, gold, platinum. Uh, we Today we have one option. It's the gold. Uh, we charge $19.95 a month. You get 30% off. You get two checkups a year. You get priority service. And dur- during normal working hours, you never have to pay a diagnostic charge, which is a seller right there because our se- our diagnostic charge is $89.50. So having a service plan is extremely good cash flow. When you, when you get into thousands of these service plans and they're generating so much per month, or if you decide you want to have them pay up front, that's fine too. I, I have a company, a friend who owns a very large company out of New York, and they pay 100%, they pay up front for the entire year. And their upfront costs are pretty expensive. They're, they're higher than most. But they have thousands upon thousands of members. So what does a what does a service plan do for your company? When I teach our team about the comfort family, I teach it on a 
in a class called Win, Win, Win. So I first go over the win for the employees. Our comfort family generates lots of work. It generates lots of work for the installation team. It generates lots of work for our service department. Performing the maintenance checkups and any repairs from that. It generates a lot of work for our air duct cleaning division. And it generates a lot of work for our sales team. A very, very large portion of comfort family members choose McAfee for an installation. And we like that. It's extremely healthy. They already know us. They want to stay with us. And we close a very, very high percentage of those comfort family members who call in for an estimate or who need an estimate. If we're out for a checkup and they happen to have a cracked heat exchanger or, or their compressor's going out, of course, we're going to send a comfort advisor out to give them a quote. So that service plan is a big win for employees, our team. The comfort, the service plan is also a big win for our customer. Again, priority service, peace of mind, major savings, big savings, big savings. Most of the time it pays for itself the first year. So it's a big, it's a big win for employees. It's a big win for our customers and it's a big win for our company. Uh, the company in general, the, uh, profits of the company. It's a big win. Um, Another thing for our uh, employees is we don't lay off and we have enough work generated during the slow time that come from, from our comfort family members that we don't have to lay off. Matter of fact, I asked the question the other day, how much work do you think we would have right now? It's our slower, slower period before winter. How much work do you think we would have right now if we didn't have the comfort family plans? And they, they did the numbers real quick and figured that a lot of people would have to be lay off, laid off. I'm sorry, a lot of people would have to be laid off in our company if we didn't have the comfort family. And you've got to negotiate. As far as producing, you've got to negotiate purchases. You've got, you've got to negotiate your purchases. I think I talked about that back in uh, session number two. But you've got equipment to buy. You've got to figure out how to negotiate that equipment. Now, you can do it by just price. Or you can do it by the discount given if you pay by the 10th of each month. Or you can do it by some major spiffs or perks for contests and stuff like that. So there's many different ways to negotiate purchases. Also, you can buy bulk and negotiate your purchases. If I buy 10 of these, can I get a better price? If I buy 50 of these, can I get a better price? Uh, we did that the other day on an item. These items cost about a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars. And if we purchased one hundred of them, we got somewhere around twenty dollars off. So that's a large that's a large savings right there. So we definitely did that. And we will do that time and time again. I am not afraid 
to ask for a discount, especially if I buy bulk. So we've got learn, act, produce, and prosper. Um, but again, part of the part of the producing is what I went over earlier is the flat rate pricing structure. And our flat rate pricing is two pages. So learn, act, and produce. And we produce by building strong teams, having fun. We, there's a five, we did a 5K walk with uh, some of the office staff was participated in it. We did a uh, dress up in the office during Halloween. Uh, we've got a group shot here of us being goofy. Uh, we, some of us volunteered at a uh, pizza, local pizza place, locally owned pizza place. And uh, our time went, uh, they donate, if we worked in there, they donated a certain amount to the McAfee Foundation for Children. And twice a year, we put out a little spread for our service techs and field people where they can get something healthy. They can come in. We've got fruit, granola bars, um, real healthy coffee. <laughs> uh, we like our coffee. Uh, also, we go to different uh, games, events. Um, this is our install department. Uh, they went to, uh, we have a Dayton Dragons uh, baseball uh, team here in Dayton, and they had a suite in the in the uh, in the field. The Dragons. We also have a chili cook-off every year. We have a contest, uh, and everybody gets to have chili for lunch that day. So we do a lot of different things. Um, also, as far as producing goes, we can improve our closing ratios by tracking everything we all the estimates giving, all the estimates closed, what our closing ratio is, what's the average sale, what's the average percentage of install revenue, how many half systems. We actually, we track and measure half systems and whole systems. So if, if we sell two air conditioning units, that's one full system. If we sell a furnace and an air in a home, that's one full system. If we sell two furnaces, that's one full system. So we... Our, when, our, when we make up our goals and we need a certain amount that we need full systems, that's what we're counting on. Uh, we also measure how many new customers that we gave estimates to and what we close, how many uh, comfort family customers and stuff like that. So we are, we are, we try to be on top of it, of measuring how to produce as a company, because if you're not producing, your, your competitor probably is. And it's very important that you can produce and earn a profit for your company. So, so far we've got learn, act, and produce. When we, when we come back in, section, in session five, we will talk about prospering and how we're going to prosper. So again, we will end this session. Um, have a great day. Carry on. And I'll see you next time.